What's up, hello? Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl, I'm Sarah, that's me. And a dummy straight girl, that's me, Kayla. Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else we just don't understand. On today's episode, passing. Sounds fake, fake but, but okay. Welcome back to the pod! Oh, I had one. Hold up. It's been brought to my attention that apparently every time we say that there are noises outside, no one can ever hear them. So I'd just like to let you know <sighs> that saw... I hear noises outside and you won't. Hold on. I have some. I... Hold oh on. Oh my god. No, I saw it. It's not an original. Yeah. I saw it. No, this is important to me. Ambo number five. This is from a tweet I saw that says, tip my hat to a little bit of Monica in my life. A little bit of Erica by Monica. my side. A little bit of Rita is all I need. A little bit of Tina is what I see. A little bit of Sandra in the sun. A little bit of Mary all night long. A little bit of Jessica. Here I am. Maambo number five. How did they fit all of that in one tweet? Tweets are long now. I know. So weird. All right, what are we talking about this week, Kayla? Well, I'm probably not going to say much of anything, because I don't... I think you'll say things. You I'm always, sure. You always come up with things I'll to think say. of something. <laughs> um, we're talking about passing... Pa- passing, specifically passing guilt and how that relates so to privilege. So the guilt of passing. Yes. So if you're not familiar with what passing means, mm-hmm. passing is you are a sexuality or a gender that is non- Or a race. Or a race that is not, quote, normative, read, straight, cis, white. Yeah. Um, and so you, from just looking at you, someone would not necessarily assume that you are not straight, cis, or white. Right. So, an example. Halsey, the singer, mm-hmm. is yeah. half black. Could she, not tell you. She is white passing. Do we know who Nikita Dragon is? No. She's a trans woman. Mm-hmm. Extremely passing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Because we were talking about her in my class. Because there was the whole Victoria's Secret thing about mm-hmm. how they were like, we don't want trans women. Mm-hmm. And then Nikita Dragon posted this video of her, like, in lingerie doing a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And people were like, yas! But I was like, would people be as yas if she wasn't so incredibly passing as a woman? Yeah. Maybe not. Anyway. But anyway, passing is a thing. And there's a lot of privilege that comes with passing. Um, because if you can pass as a normative identity, then life is easier because people will assume that you have that identity. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for me, as a person who's arrow-ace, although apparently I dress gay. You do dress as a gay. But straight people don't always catch that. Straight people, they don't always know gay culture. (laughs) Yes. Um, And so I am very straight passing as an arrow-ace person who doesn't Mm -hmm. date. Yeah. and so that gives me a certain set of privileges. Um, and then I just, I'm, basi- basically, here's, here's what, the thing that made me think of this. So I, basically for me, being queer is, it's a pro, not a con in my life. Mm. Granted, I'm not saying that being queer should be a con in people's life, because I think being queer is a wonderful thing. However, for me, being queer has more of a net positive than a net negative, and that is in large part 
because of the fact that I am passing. And so I don't need to out myself unless I feel comfortable doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just as a person who is straight passing, who is white, um, like, who is, like, like, upper middle class, who's American, like, I have a lot of privileges that come along with that, and then the fact that I'm able to pass as straight helps me in that, and so it makes me feel guilty about it, because as we've discussed on this podcast before, obviously how much oppression one has faced should not be a barrier to entry for the queer community. But sometimes I feel like if, sometimes I just feel like I'm cheating the system, you know? Like, as as a queer person who doesn't really face too much hardship, I'm like, ah. And, and in the wrong situation, my aceness is, like, a danger to me. And so is being a woman. But I'm privileged enough that as a white ace woman, um, I can usually avoid those situations where I would, like, be threatened by, like, those identities. Um, and in a lot of cases it kind of sets me apart in a positive way because I've heard it said that, like, right now is the best time to be a woman in Hollywood because, like, on one hand that's, like, it's bad to say that, but also it's, 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 it's true and it's, you know, it is a good thing. Like, as a woman, I'm more likely than ever to be hired. As a queer woman, I'm I'm the diversity that people are looking for. Mm-hmm. And so that benefits me more than it harms me. But because I'm passing, if I'm in a situation where I think it might harm me, my aceness, I, I, can, yeah. I, I can pass. And so, um, like, those are marginalized communities, but given given the way of the industry that I'm going into and given the types of people who I want to work for, my marginal identities are actually helping me. And then there's just like a certain, I feel like there's a certain amount of guilt that comes with that because since I'm straight passing, I feel like I can often use my marginalized identities. um, Like I use it when it's convenient for me. And then when it's not, I can pass as straight. And that makes me feel shitty. (laughs) Here's, Here's what else. Here's my two cents on this. Give me your two cents. Like, I can see all of that. I don't think I necessarily experience any of that Mm -hmm. because I am straight. Mm -hmm. And, like, my affiliation and how I identify with the queer community and even the ace community is rocky at best. Mm-hmm. So I, like, don't really identify with that. But what mm-hmm. I will say is, like, A, you're recognizing that this is a thing. Yeah. Like, when I was saying last week in Hot Takes that, like, white gays are too powerful, mm-hmm. who I was talking about was the white gays that don't realize that they are the white gays. Or they don't care. Or they don't care. Yeah. Like, you at least recognize that you have this amount of power. And I know that my privilege protects me, so right. I should use that. Right. And so, like... W- the best way I can think of for, like, relieving that guilt is thinking about a lot of times people that can't pass have to spend so much of their energy and time dealing with being out all the time. Mm-hmm. And so they might not have the time or energy, be that physical or, like, cognitive energy 
to then do other things like activism or like helping other people. Mm -hmm. But for you, since you can avoid some harmful situations and often you don't have to spend your energy with dealing with other people that frees you up with time and energy to then do other things like this. Yeah. Well, that's another thing I took notes, took some notes on is that like, like I want to use that platform and like, and, and because I'm in that, I'm both marginalized as well as privileged. Like there is like a weird tug of war, but, um, some people have no privilege at all. And so they don't have the abilities that I do. And so I, I, I want to use that platform. I'm just, like, I, 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 I'm always afraid I'm not doing enough, but I do have this pod. Yeah, and I mean, like, I mean, I think there's always, like, what more can I do? But I think you also have to think about, like, where you are in your life. Yeah. We both have a limited amount of money and yeah. resources and time. We're students. Yeah. We are not in an area of the world really that has a huge impact on anything what does that mean at like i what how much can you do from ann arbor michigan a lot but like aren't i would argue that there's perhaps places in the u.s that are like you could probably get more done and there's more resources but i think it would also take it would take more to get stuff done yeah like we have i don't know whatever continue so i mean Right now, I think, like, your education and everything is prepping you for what you can do in the future. Like, once yeah. you are hopefully, like, working on a TV show. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what's more you can do. You just can't do that right now. Right. Um, there is a tweet that I saw. Um, that, Congrats. Thank you. That related to this. Um, it's by a TV writer named Javi and his last name. I. It's Grio Mar something there's an x in it and the x throws me off Mm. um but his twitter handle is at okbjgm he's wonderful um but he he's so he's puerto rican um and he tweeted he said as a white-ish man of privilege i consider myself as being perpetually on notice i don't get to do one or several nice things and call myself an ally or any such thing other people can call me that after i'm dead and all the chips are counted the test never ends which i was like yeah that's true and so i think like just if you are a person who has the same sort of privilege i do or some of the privilege or more privilege than me like the test never ends like you gotta keep helping yeah, you people. can't you can't do one thing and then yeah yeah um and like that can be difficult because especially if you are not a member of the queer community at all like it can feel very far away well i think it also can feel like you're intruding yeah like you don't want i don't it can feel like like almost appropriation-ish or yeah. like you're overstepping your boundaries mm-hmm. and you like don't you know cl- truly if, understand what you're but if you ever into. feel that way you can always ask the people in that community right. like what you can do for them right that they they want you to do mm-hmm. um i have i have one more thing about about privilege it's it's from michelle obama's book which um, my microphone is currently sitting on top of. Mm-hmm. Um, it's from Becoming. It's on page 58, if anyone is wondering. <laughs> um, 
But so she was talking about uh, this high school she went to. And so she said, um, But my first months at Whitney Young gave me a glimpse of something that had previously been invisible. The apparatus of privilege and connection, what seemed like a network of half-hidden ladders and guide ropes that lay suspended overhead, ready to connect some, but not all of us, to the sky. And I read that and I was like, Oh, shit. (laughs) Some, but not all of us? Michelle is a smart lady. <laughs> um, but like I was, I was just thinking that. But, uh, but whoa, whoa, whoa! I was talking too fast. <laughs> I was thinking about that because, like, as as a person, I have access to those things. Um, not necessarily by like virtue of like worth, work ethic, or merit, or skill. And while those things obviously help me, like they're, you know. I have a lot of things because of, um, my privilege, um, and I, where was I going with this? I just don't know. I don't either. It's fun. I don't know. Point being, we should maybe help try and build more, um, ladders and guide ropes. I don't remember, I, I got kind of rambly in my head, and then those things went on to the, the, the notes app. Mm-hmm. But, um, that's the tea. Um, I don't know what else to say. I know there's a lot more to say, but I just kind of exploded all at once. I think, like, what this makes me think of is I have mentioned this before, but I'm in a feminist theory class, Mm -hmm. and we talked about this feminist, like, concept of, like, living in the tension. This is also something I've talked to my therapist about. Mm. But, like, because, like, with intersectionality, which is, like, the intersection of people being oppressed not only by gender, but also race, sexuality, SES, a lot of things. Mm. SES being socioeconomic status. Yeah. Um, like, there is often a tension between these identities. Mm-hmm. Um, like, today we were talking about this thing called hip-hop feminism, where, like, a lot of black women were feminists, but also, like, grew up with hip-hop, and it had a strong part of their identity. Mm-hmm. But they realized that part of, like, hip-hop culture was misogynistic. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't want to give up either identity. And so it's mm-hmm. kind of like living in this tension of having two opposite parts of yourself. Mm-hmm. So this, it kind of reminds me of that, how, like, as people, like, at least I know I feel like I want to have one solid identity that's succinct and, like, makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. But, like, you can't have that. And so for you, it's kind of, like, in between, like, I'm oppressed sometimes and I'm privileged sometimes. And, like, you can't just have one. You have to kind of just, like, teeter-totter in the middle. Right. And, like, the goal is to change the world to the extent where the category of oppressed groups doesn't exist anymore. And so that's what you try and use your privilege to achieve. But... I mean, I can't can't see that happening in my lifetime. No, probably not. So the ace community, because they tend to face less general oppression from the rest of the world, um, although that doesn't make them any less queer, I guess, do you think that that makes them... I guess this is is a very complicated question. But, like, the, the basic way of stating this question is, is the ace... Does the ace community have privilege and I was thinking about that just now as I was thinking of it and I feel like in the broader world yes can like compared to other queer identities but within the queer community no 
I think, I mean, I, I think it depends a lot on what people are specifically doing. Because I think Ace and Arrow people, like, there's a lot of very, excuse me, there's a lot of very diverse experiences. Mm -hmm. So, like, people like you who don't date, Mm -hmm. you're extremely passing. Mm -hmm. Someone that's Ace but homoromantic. Yeah not as passing if yeah. they're dating. Yeah. So I think, like, it, like, really depends on if you're someone that dates, if you're someone that dates but doesn't have sex, if you're someone that has sex but doesn't date. Like, yeah. I think for people like you, yes. That's true. If every, I don't have the same experience. If so everyone in the ace community had your same experience, I would be like, yeah, in the general world. But, like, I don't think that everyone in the ace community has the same level of passing yeah that's true maybe everyone that's arrow but arrow people can also date yeah so it's like you can (sighs) yeah i think it's just because there's so ace umbrella identities they're complicated and granted any identity is going to be complicated but especially within the ace umbrella there's so much um, like variety and differentiation that as much as we are all under the same umbrella we're all very different she's from each a other. big umbrella she's a big umbrella yeah it's I like think... how it's like how the democratic party is a big tent the, the ace umbrella is a big umbrella yeah and i think like it, like the basic assumption if someone is like gay is like all right you're gonna date men you're yeah. gonna date men mm-hmm. like with ace and if, arrow if you're pe- a gay man right yeah that there's not, like, or there shouldn't be the assumption with Ace or Arrow people that you have a certain identity, so are you going to do this action? Yeah. And so maybe we shouldn't have that assumption about gay men. Yeah, like, we probably shouldn't. We probably shouldn't but... assume, okay, you're a gay man, you're going to date a man. Yeah. Like. But we've said it on this pod before, and we'll say it again, we humans love to put people in boxes. Right. So, like, the thing with ace people and because we're within the community we understand this Mm -hmm. is that you can't take an identity and then say that this behavior is going to follow Mm -hmm. so it's like it's hard to say for the ace community in general is there more privilege i don't know it depends on how public your actions that go with your identity are right yeah that's fair i the more i think about it the more complicated i realize it is because i was like I feel like the ace community, for those of us who are passing, we do have a lot of power out in just the real world to help queer um, queer communities and help those people, like, do, you know, make strides in terms of that thing. But then I was like, but within the community, there's just so much. Yeah, that's the thing, is, like, there is an amount of privilege, and so you could use that privilege to help the queer community at large but a but also i'd like to use it to help the ace community right but so like a is the queer community at large going to accept your help Mm -hmm. and do you feel like a part of that community where you want to give it yeah like i think a lot of ace and arrow people don't feel comfortable in the greater queer community Mm -hmm. and for you know understandable reasons yeah so like are people even gonna want to use their privilege to help a community that's not really serving them. Also, if you help that community and then that community rejects you, it's it's like who why did it's like why did well, I could like, I could have used that effort to help the queer community accept ace people. 
you know, and that's, it's a difficult thing. And I think there are a lot of different ways to approach it. I think every person you ask will give you a different answer on how to best address that issue. Some people would say you need to integrate with the queer community. Some people would say you need to create your own little world. It's confusing! If you're passing, don't feel guilty. Just use your platform. Mm-hmm. And for some people, here's here's another thing worth mentioning. For some people, especially, not just, just in general, there's no especially here, um, passing is something that they try to do mm-hmm. for their for the for the purpose of their own safety. And if if that is what you're doing, then I would say like be thoughtful about how you're using your platform. And if and if you need to use your passing platform to protect yourself and to continue to pass because that is the situation you're in, then that's what you need to do. But I think if you are in a position to help other people, then do it. Also, if you're passing and you feel comfortable, like, coming out and telling people about, like, I am this identity, then by all means do it because there are, like, there might be people watching you who who don't realize that you identify with that. Mm-hmm. And that makes a big difference. I also, I wonder if maybe part of the reason that, like, a lot of people in the queer community aren't accepting of ace and arrow people is because we're passing sometimes some like a good amount of them might be passing Mm -hmm. like i wonder is there like is there a weird jealousy like like a jealousy or animosity that like so i've heard i'm not black so i can't speak authentically from this experience Mm -hmm. but i've heard black people say that they have gotten hate from other black people for talking to white Mm -hmm. and so I wonder if it's... Like, the whole, like, Oreo thing, like, black on the outside, white on the right. inside. Yeah. And, like, I can imagine that perhaps there's a similar animosity to black people who also look white. Yeah. Who are who are lighter-skinned, yeah. Right. And so, like, is it a similar thing where people are like, you're not authentically this identity because mm-hmm. you don't look like us, and because you don't look like us, you don't face the same things we do. Like, you're not mm-hmm. really black. Because Mm -hmm. you don't have to deal with the same kind of hate that I do. Yeah. I think it all comes back to this idea of there being a barrier for entry. And, and, And if you look at specifically, like, black communities, a lot of the reason why black people quote unquote act white, it's not like that's a real thing, but, but the way people interpret that is a lot of times because they were raised to do that. Um, and because you don't, you can be highly educated and still, like, talk black, as, as some people might say. Like, you can still Mm -hmm. use African-American vernacular English and be highly educated. But black people who do talk more white, um, are better respected by white people. And so they're using, they're using that to better their lives and as stupid and horrible as that is like they're just trying to make their lives better but to some people it seems like they're distancing themselves from the community yeah there's this thing called um respectability politics that Mm. i also learned in my feminism class are you in a feminism class i don't know 
And respectability politics is this idea that apparently Bill Cosby, like, hardcore endorsed. Yeah. And I'm like, why didn't we think he was a dumbass before? Of, like, the reason black... This is something that black pe- some black people think, mm. first of all. I think that's whack. But... I don't know what it is yet, so I can't confirm. I think you'll agree with me. Is that, like, the reason that black people are still oppressed is because they're doing it to themselves. Mm-mm, I agree with you. <laughs> to, like, semi-quote something Bill Cosby said, like, pull up your pants, stop talking like that, and maybe you would be doing better in life. The reason that we look down upon that is because we have a culture that has been dominated by whitehood. Right. So, like, the respectability politics says, act more white. <laughs> whitehood. White Ku Klux Klan. Get it? No. Okay. You do that. get it. I do, but stop that. <laughs> like, the idea is, act more white, and you'll get somewhere better in the world. Stop acting like that. Mm-hmm. Like, your own actions, your individual actions are the reason you're having a hard time, not society. It's, like, totally, it's a completely, like, post-racial argument. Yeah. Post-racial being... Like, the idea... Racism's over. Yeah, yeah. Which is, like, the same as post-feminism, which right. is, like, we've done it, it's fine, let's yeah. all go read, lean in, and be fine. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think there is some kind of, like, jumping back to the ace thing, because, you know, <laughs> this is sounds fake, but okay. Um, I think there is kind of, like, a weird jealousy and... And I understand that jealousy because that jealousy is based in a place of, I wish my life were better. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish this wasn't so hard. Um, but I think, I just think it's misplaced. Um, and that we should be working together because especially if there are people that have more privilege than you, in, I mean, you might still be jealous of them, but instead of channeling that jealousy into exclusion and and anger use that jealousy to be like i want my life to be better than you not better than yours but better than it is now more like yours can you use your privilege to help better the lives of me and the people around me and i don't want us to sound like we're coming off like (laughs) you should be jealous of us like yeah no (laughs) definitely (laughs) like i i think what we're trying to convey is like this theory that we are formulating mm. is like maybe part of the reason that ace and arrow people are rejected is because of the fact that they get to pass yeah and other people don't get to experience that and are mm-hmm. perhaps resentful or think well i can't relate to this person because their experience is so different than mine when in yeah. reality it's it's not so different yeah well like when people say that like we're not oppressed enough so we don't belong in the community when people say that, a lot of times my gut reaction is to feel guilty about that. Mm-hmm. Is to feel guilty that I haven't been oppressed. A person should never feel guilty that they haven't been oppressed. Like, that's not how the world mm-hmm. should be. That's fucked up, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up, but that's how I... It's kind of the basis of how I feel. And that's why I think I have so much guilt about, like, am I doing enough? Am I doing enough? Because it's like, I feel like I have to prove... I, I feel like I have to earn my spot in the queer community mm-hmm. by doing enough for it because I'm not oppressed enough to just deserve my spot. Which and like, that's so and, fucking stupid. And like we've talked about in the past, like, your oppression should not be mm-hmm. what the, is... The goal is to try and stop the oppression, yeah. not not say you can only be in this elite club if you've been 
oppressed X, Y, Z ways. Right. That just, like, almost perpetuate perpetuates oppression because it's saying yeah. that, like, oppression is necessary to my identity. Yeah. When it's like, why would you want... Why like, I understand, want I understand that logic. Yeah. But, like, why would you want that to be a defining category in yeah. your identity? I don't want oppression to be a defining aspect of the queer community. And that's that's why I do what I do in trying to, you know, whatever extent I am successful in terms of, like, trying to bring together people in this community and try to stop the oppression because I don't, I don't want that to be the future of the queer community is just more oppression. Like, get out of here. No. I mean, you're currently struggling with this, so I don't know how qualified you are to give advice. <laughs> what am I struggling with? Tell me. Your guilt. My guilt, yes. Uh, like, do you have anything to say to people that may be okay two two people i want you to talk to okay first talk to the people like you who may mm -hmm. feel guilty for passing mm -hmm. second talk to the ace and arrow people that don't get to pass okay first for the people like me who feel guilty for passing um when i so when i did gymnastics um <laughs> <laughs> this is relevant i promise <laughs> first so this one time at gymnastics. <laughs> when I did gymnastics, uh, we had this person work with us. Her, her name was Doc Alley, and she also works with the Olympic team. Um, and she works on, like, mental toughness or whatever. And um, her name is Allison Reynolds, I think. Um, but she, one thing that she always said was turn frustration into fuel. And so I think that's something you can do with turn your guilt, like this feeling of guilt, into action in terms of helping this community so that future members of the community don't have to be oppressed so that future members of the community won't understand what it feels like to feel guilty about your lack of oppression because lack of oppression is the norm hmm. yeah so there's that hmm. um what was the other one people who aren't passing yeah oh, god i don't know um First of all, I love you. <laughs> Second of all, you are deserving of any place in the A-spec and queer communities. And if you would like to be a part of those communities, you have a place there. Even if some people tell you otherwise. I guess just, you don't... The, It's not like the goal of every person has to be to pass. I don't think that should be the goal of every person. I think that you should express your identity in whatever way you feel comfortable doing so. And for some people, that means not passing. Um, and some people, it's for financial reasons or whatever that they're unable to pass. I don't think passing should be seen as the be-all, end-all. And I don't think... I don't think everyone should pass because I think if everyone passed, then we would be sticking with this binary way of the world. And I don't want to stick with that. And so I would say in not passing, you are still kind of enacting a certain kind of positive change because you are, you're normalizing the act of not passing. And I think that is good. So... 
I don't know how much advice I can give you just because I haven't been in that situation. I don't know how, I don't have the authority to, to speak on that. Um, but I would say your, whether or not you want to pass, your identity is valid and wonderful. And because I am a person who recognizes my privilege and wants to do something with that, if you think that there's something that the community can do, that people like me can do to help you, by all means, share that information. Um, I can't guarantee that I'll be able to be like, yes, I'll do it right now and just achieve it immediately. But, but you know, I, I only know so much and I only know my own experience. And so sharing your experiences and sharing what you think can be done to, to make things better um, and then finding those people who have privilege and who want to use it for good and teaming up with them is a wonderful thing. Do you have anything to add? Passing, privilege, guilt. I mean, I have a lot of guilt in my life, but that's a personal situation. <laughs> oh my god. Um, the things you say on this pod, Kayla. Listen, I think it's nice that I share my mental health struggles. Other people might relate. Sarah. I, I just said the things. I was not making a judgment call. Um... <laughs> Uh, for, for me, this is hard because I am straight, half of me, I guess, roughly. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Ah. Um, and so I pass because I am. And I pass, therefore I, I am. am. Oh, But that's not right. That's I so am, therefore right. I pass? That's not even true either. Both are bad. Ugh, both are wrong. Take those back. Um, <laughs> I might just take that. I don't... And I don't know that I necessarily feel guilt either, and maybe I should. I don't think a person ever should feel guilt unless they've, like, killed someone. That's fair. <laughs> and they're not guilty. That's... Not because they're just a psychopath. That's fair. Like, I I don't wish guilt upon anyone, you know? Yeah. But, like, for, for me where I am, I feel like, and this seems like a shitty thing to say, for my capabilities and where I am in life, I feel like I do what I can. Mm-hmm. And I, like, do enough. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't. Maybe I should be doing more. But the fact that you think about that, again, is... It says a lot about... Like, you're aware of it. You're aware of, like... The things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also, like... I don't... Like, I have future plans to do more when I know that I'll be able to. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. We're not all Jeff Bezos. Good. Getting blackmail threats from the National Enquirer to leak your nudes. What does that have to do with anything? That's what happened to Jeff Bezos. Yeah, but what does that have to do with what we're talking about? I don't know. He's a billionaire. Oh my god. Okay. (laughs) He's the richest man on the planet, and he's getting a divorce. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. all going back to your regularly scheduled sounds fake programming. Jesus Christ. It got, listen, I think we got too genuine, and I just had to fix it up. Uh, um, What is our poll for this week? I have one. Okay. That's great, because I don't. As? So this is straight people? You're up. <laughs> 
Anyone that's not ace and or arrow, you're out. That's rude to them. They don't apply. Okay. As an ace slash arrow person, mm-hmm. ace and or arrow person, do you pass as straight? Mm-hmm. I would like to see how many people, like, actually think that they pass as straight. Can we have a secondary poll that's open to all people where it's like... Because I think there, there are a lot of people who deal with issues of passing that aren't members of the ASPAC community. Mm-hmm. And I want to address that. Okay, so we also have a secondary poll. Kayla, hit us with it. Okay, secondary poll is, do you ever feel the need to try, to like put in an effort to try to pass? Mm-hmm. And then the options are yes, no, or... Or like does not apply. Does not apply. Like I I am straight cis and white, so mm-hmm. I don't I don't need to pass. I'm already doing it. Right, yeah. So yes, no, does not apply. Yeah. Cool. Um, what is your beef of the week? I feel like I just had one. My beef of the week is like, listen, so I have curly hair, right? And so when water gets on it and it's not the right time, it gets really fuzzy and gross, right? You know what else is water? Snow. You know what it does in the winter? Snow. A lot. So the other day, it snowed a ton and it got all up in my hair. And then, so now my hair is gross. And it's like, but I didn't even go in the rain. But it was like, and it's like it shouldn't even be humid because it's the winter. But here we are. Okay. <laughs> That's my beef of the week. Also, this headache I've been having for like the past week. Um, my beef of the week is that I was vacuuming my room yesterday. Can confirm. And our vacuum kind of sucks. And, um, it kept just like spitting the things that I had just vacuumed back out. It's not a good vacuum. It's not. But you know what? My room is pretty clean right now. It is. And that is my negative beef of the week. Meaning, um, my... What's the opposite of beef? Cow. A live cow. My live cow of the week. <laughs> you can find thou those polls, both of them, um, or tell us about your beef or your live cow of the week on our Twitter at SoundsFakePod. We also have a Tumblr, SoundsFakePod.tumblr.com. You can email us, SoundsFakePod at gmail.com, or you can visit our website, SoundsFakePod.com. Who is she? Who is she? I finally put up the stickers. I put up uh, the new sticker of the new logo. Mm-hmm. Should I put up the green version of our logo? Yeah, as sure. A sticker? Yeah. Right now, or at least as I'm recording this, uh, we got some, some green going on for Arrow Week. Mm-hmm. I think by the time this is up, it won't be green anymore. Probably but, not. You know. It will Be aware. Um, so yeah, if you want to get a little green, little green sticker for Arrowness, you can do that. Just hit up our website, and you can Mm -hmm. find things there. Um, We also have a Patreon for those of you who would like to support us with your money dollars. Um, Our $2 patrons are... Here's the thing. I don't have it pulled up yet. I'm stalling. (laughs) Remember when I had them memorized? Okay. There's just so many now. There's a lot now, which is wonderful, and I'm very grateful. Um... Our $2 patrons are Keith McBlain, Roxanne, Alice is in space, Amy, and Austin Siegel. Our $5 patrons are Jennifer Smart, Astritha Vinicota, Austin Lay, Drew Finney, and Perry Fierro. Our $10 patrons are Kevin and Tessa, who can be found on Twitter at DirtyUncleKevin and at Tessa underscore M underscore K. Sarah Jones, who can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr at Eternal Lolly. 
I've been reading that wrong for months. I always read it as eternal oli. I read it as eternal aioli. <laughs> <laughs> like an aioli that's eternal? Isn't aioli like a food? Yeah, it's like a, it's like a sauce. I I read like it as a spread. I always read it as a turnioli. <laughs> a turn lolly. You can also find my Facebook and turn lolly cosplay. Also, Sarah Jones, I didn't realize that was you. I didn't either. I got that email and I was like, oh. <laughs> I knew both names, but I never put them together. Wild times. Um. So yeah, eternal lolly or eternal aioli. I don't know. Your choice. Um. Our anonymous $10 donor, I believe, still wants to promote spring because mm. we're still waiting on it here in Michigan um, and elsewhere in the world. Our $15 patron is Nathaniel White. You can find his portfolio online at NathanielJWhiteDesigns.com. Also, if you want to just give us money one time, we have a PayPal, um, which is just our email address, soundsfakepod at gmail.com. Or it's on our website. Oh, it is on our website. Um, thanks for listening. Tune in next Sunday for more of us in your ears. And until then, take good care of your live cows.